This program is brought to you with support from the US EPA. We're here to present the EFC Network Podcast. The Environmental Finance Center Network is a partnership of 12 centers serving 10 EPA regions. The EFCN provides training and technical assistance to small water and wastewater systems. This podcast series has been designed to help system personnel improve technical, managerial, and financial capacity of the utilities and communities they serve. Okay, thank you for coming, Jill. Um, maybe we could start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, your name, your organizations, your role with Hoopa, and so on. Okay, so my name is Jill Sherman Warren, and I'm a recently elected tribal council member, um, which is an elected leader of my tribe. Uh, which is Hoopa, located in Northern California. I am also the executive director of the Native American Environmental Protection Coalition, which is a small nonprofit with 28 member tribes. And we're growing all the time. Um, it's an organization that provides training and outreach and just kind of intertribal collaboration with the, the various tribes. I also... Um, sit on as an environmental justice advisory board member to the California Air Resources Board. And the Cal CARB, also known as CARB, is going through a scoping plan update. And um, so I'm, I'm paying, I'm the tribal representative and I'm paying particular um, attention to how California's scoping plan for addressing climate change uh, will impact tribes. Wow, great. So you've got a lot on your plate. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Making time for us today. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So we're going to be talking mostly about Hoopa and um, Hoopa's history and its relationship to water. And so um, how about you fill me in? So like what what is what is the history of the Hoopa tribe um, and what is its relationship to water? Well, the Hoopa tribe was, uh, is a California tribe, obviously, and none of the tribes in California have um, treaties. The, they, there was an initial effort to have treaties with tribes in California, but none of those treaties were ever um, you know, ratified by Congress. So as a result, tribes in California are executive order tribes, and Hoopa's reservation was created in about 1864, and um, I think it was later ratified by Congress in 1871, I believe. And so we, we like to think that we've never given up any rights because we didn't ever sign a treaty. And Hoopa is very fortunate in that um, the missions never reached never went really, never went past San Francisco. So they never actually reached us because we are closer, the reservation is closer to the Oregon border. And the reservation itself is the largest reservation in California. So we hold, uh, you know, the most federal trust lands in the state of California. And we have one of the last wild and scenic rivers, the Trinity River that is, that goes along right in the middle of the reservation. And the tribe has been fighting for decades ever since the 1955 dam that was built, um, that dams up our water to feed the Central Valley, um, which is the biggest agricultural producing area in the United States. And so we have 
been fighting for years um, the taking of our water. And and is that water also your drinking water source? Um, more recently, it has become a drinking water source, which was really culturally con called controversial in the sense that we, we didn't historically and traditionally, we didn't drink from the river. Um, we drank from creeks. And um, so when that happened in the 80s of, of using the river as a drinking water source, it was, it was a little contentious among tribal members, but now I think no, so much time has passed, I don't think anybody thinks about it. So our, most of our drinking water sources are the, the surface streams and the surface streams have tanks on them. And um, we are constantly fighting vandalism around those drinking water tanks. So it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if people just don't understand what the tanks are and why they do it, but it, it happens um, throughout the reservation. So all of our water is surface, drinking water is surface water. There, there are some tribal members who have wells, but that's not a primary source of drinking water for us. And so how do you, how do you manage that? That seems, it seems really difficult. Like you have multiple sources and who's in charge of it, all of that. Well, that, that in and of itself has a whole history, you know, obviously way back when, um, because we've had the pipes in the grounds, people always say since, uh, you know, time immemorial because they're so old and uh so they've been in the ground since about the 19 late 30s 40s that we've had a you know valley-wide somewhat of a valley-wide drinking source like the because we have a river obviously we can't go over the river so drinking water tanks are in various locations around the reservation and a long time ago they used to talk about <laughs> how they'd have to literally pass the hat to pay for the electricity to that pump the water. But these days we have a whole um, pub, what we call PUD, the public utilities districts that um, provides the water service to and from, you know, households and to the and the tribal government. And of course, every tribal person out there will know that there is no money for operations and maintenance. So we have to recoup the money as much as we can. We don't recoup the full amount of operation and maintenance costs, but we uh, charge for water service to our government entities and individual homeowners. Mm -hmm. And so how else do you pay for it if you can't recoup the cost from, from tribal members? Well, the tribe, the tribe itself will have to eat those costs. And Hoopa has also been historically fortunate um, because we have timberland and we've been able to subsidize some of our essential tribal government infrastructure type activities by the revenues that we get from selling and har you know, harvesting and selling our timber. Um, of course, the timber in industry today is not what it was in the 1950s. So it's it's very, you know, you look for grants, you look for, you beg um, Indian Health Service, which is the, the government entity that helps tribes with um, supplying drinking water. You, you kind of beg and borrow to pay for, pay for it. And we have no, you know, no money for infrastructure um, improvements. So some of, our, some of our water system has asbestos pipes. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So, um... So obviously money, 
is an is a barrier. Um, mm -hmm. Old pipes are a barrier. What other <laughs> barriers, if any, like do you do you face any community barriers to willingness to pay? Um, what other barriers do you face with with water check, management? Check check all of all of the above. <laughs> um, well, so in in most areas, it's a gravity. Uh, fed water system so we use gravity and of course we have hills and mountains and and stuff so it is a gravity-based water system it is old like for example at my parents house a couple of years ago <laughs> the pipe broke on it just kind of like did a domino effect one pipe the this the main pipe broke in one area and then it it moved up and broke in another area moved up four different times um during a year uh, parts of it broke and so they had to come and replace it. But um, we do have barriers with people being able to pay because of course the, the rate of poverty within the reservation is really high. And we have elder elderly um, who don't pay. And, and so we do have a problem with collecting from tribal members. And I have to say, I, even I'm guilty, but that's because I forget and they don't have, they don't have the ability to do an automatic payment. I, you know, I'm so used to just the automatic payment. Um, so all of the the above, I, I got a phone call today from a, a person who their home is too high for the gravity system. And so the pump doesn't always work effectively. And because the pipes are so old, we get a lot of gravel, um, you know, sandy gravel that gets in them. So then that gets in the pumps and that causes them to break down. So it's just kind of this, uh, you know, shell game of fix this, that breaks, fix that, that breaks, you know, like it's just a constant never ending problem. <laughs> and is there any, any particular way that you've been able to overcome some of your barriers that you, you haven't already mentioned? Well, <laughs> You know, there's an old saying in Indian country that when a disaster happens, that's when, when infrastructure improvements finally occur. So it's like, uh, luckily, and this is going to sound so terrible, but COVID, um, that, you know, usually when there's a natural disaster, that's when um, any kind of necessary funding is comes about for housing, for healthcare, for infrastructure that it's only at those times that there's really access for additional funds. And in this couple, last couple of years in particular, um, the COVID, COVID funding or the CARES funding and the ARPA funding has really been instrumental in helping the tribe meet some of the shortfalls that have existed in the past. Hmm. But, but we'll, we'll, we'll certainly, you know, we're kind of coming out of that. So we'll certainly um, be in that process, but you know, every day is a day that we think about the Biden infrastructure bill and um, the the money that's going to be coming down into Indian country, and it's con it's consistently touted as the once in a lifetime um, you know infrastructure shot in the arm that tribes really need. Wow, what what about all the the fires we've had lately, and you know climate change, how, how has that impacted um, your ability to, to deliver water and protect it? Um, it's really impacted it quite a bit. Um, you know, with wildfires, typically when you have staff can't be outside because the air quality is so unhealthy that we have a hard time with, you know, mix unhealthy air with existing uh, 
poor health conditions. So you have people who have heart disease and diabetes and they get out and they start working in, in poor air quality and very quickly they realize that they can't actually do that. So it's really been the last few years that people have kind of come to the recognition that these wildfires are impacting us in ways that we just really don't anticipate well. And then we don't really have the money to fund it. And HOOPA in and of itself is, has been the subject, and I don't know where those reports are, but you know, uh, CDC was studying the, in, the health impacts of the wildfires. And we anticipate that this year will be a banner year of um, wildfire. You know, knock on wood, we haven't experienced that thus far, and it's July, you know, mid to late, late July. <laughs> And so, but we're just kind of waiting and, and it's funny because we have, um, in my father's house, there's seven HEPA filters or, you know, machines, air filtering machines. And we will, in, in, in the event of a fire, um, we typically have those going 24 seven. Yeah, we're all, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that maybe this year is not a bad fire year. Um, what, right. What, what kind of advice would you give other tribes who might face similar issues, especially those tribes who are getting their water from surface resources? Um, well, I think surface resources, you know, you have to think about everything. Of, and I forgot to mention this, that, that in wildfire, we, the sediment load is so high from all the ash that follows, that creates a whole nother problem. Um, you know, we have a lot of boil water notices and then of course California is in an extreme drought and I think um, that planning for such things planning for drought plant being mindful of how people are using water um, I worked for a tribe in Southern California and one of one tribal member um, was using an extraordinary large amount of water it was because he had like a little putting green in his house um it was just kind of his pet project <laughs> and really um they didn't they don't have any policies or procedures to prevent that from happening and i think tribes in particular with um the way things are changing if they aren't charging for water use they're going to find it themselves in a really difficult situation of tribal members just being unmindful and using water to the extent that then you're on a water ration and i do know of some tribes who who last year had to place the community on water rationing um, which is a pretty you know scary thing so i i think planning and then having your policies and procedures in place to address issues you never intended or never thought would actually come to fruition that they will you know you're supposed to that's why they always say plan for the zombie apocalypse because it's not necessarily that zombies are real but that you you know what if they were so you have to plan for all of it <laughs> great thank you so much um any any closing thoughts uh before we end this um i think what i would say if if there are tribal members out there who aren't water operators but are using water I think you know really um, open up the the conversation to your local water water utility and because they are always constantly going man we need to raise water rates or we need to start charging because they need to find a way uh, they need to have a tool at their disposal to 
um, operate the system or even help, you know, limit people from overusing. So I think having those conversations and understanding that if you lived in the city, you know, and, and, and in San Diego, you see areas of the city that constantly have signs that say we're in a drought, you know, conserve your water. And they actually have like, um, kind of like those fire things, you know, where red is really, you know, high danger. Well, they have the same thing for water. It's like we're in red condition. So you can't, um, they actually tell people you can't water your lawns. Great. All right. <laughs> well, thank you very much for giving us some time today. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning into this episode of the EFC Network Podcast, brought to you with support from the U.S. EPA. Be sure to stay tuned for future EFC Network podcast episodes.